Hello everyone, this is Katie and welcome back to Seeker One. I've decided to create a podcast where we talk about everything and I realize that's a broad topic but at least we will never run out of content. You see there's so much I think that we as humans find important and worth discussing and I want to discuss those worthwhile things. I've been really on a self-help kick lately and that's what I've been most inspired to talk about and share with you all. Um, Today's topic is actually about unconventional self-care. Let's face it, Even though things are getting better, the whole world is stressful right now. It's in chaos because of this pandemic, and even if you're someone that doesn't generally feel out of control, I believe that that feeling of being out of control has touched more lives than it ever has before worldwide. Um, People are feeling afraid and overwhelmed. They're longing for that secure, just overall feeling again, and longing for the ability to take things for granted, like going to parties and seeing family and loved ones. Uh, One good thing that I can say is that for once, for once we can all agree that pretty much everyone knows how you feel. Guys, everyone in the whole world right now kind of knows how we might be feeling. Um, And sometimes we use that fact as a reason to invalidate our own feelings but the truth of it is that you don't have to feel something more than someone else or have had it worse than someone else to have your feelings be valid we are all affected by grief and stress in different ways and that's okay uh right now in this time a lot of us are seeking ways to cope with stress And coping in general is a term that I most commonly hear in reference to grief, but it's also used every day by people everywhere. Coping includes everything from succeeding at getting out of the bed in the morning, whether that's generally hard for you or not, to coming back down emotionally after falling victim to some person's road rage. And you know what's odd about road rage is that that person's coping too, very poorly, and in a way that's not helping them or you, but that's that's ineffective coping, but it's still coping right there. Um, but nonetheless, coping is a prominent part of our everyday and we don't even realize that we're doing it. Uh, there's so many ways that we cope. Some ways bring life and joy and hope and a sense of control. And this type of coping has a lasting and positive impact on our lives. And then other ways of coping, which might not have a long lasting positive result, kind of just numb us to the presence of maybe uncomfortable thoughts and feelings. As human beings, we all have natural tendencies towards our own coping styles. I think that for me and many others right now, coping very commonly ends up looking like scrolling and checking through social media. Uh, It involves reading books and immersing yourself in someone else's story so that you can take a break from dealing with your own. And some people, this type of coping, or even we can call this escapism, it's also masked by not stopping, not taking breaks, or a moment to process what you're actually thinking and feeling. But for people with the more prominent tendency to rest when feeling overwhelmed, uh, for people like me, we see coping as taking naps because we're tired. And this type of coping isn't always a bad thing, but it is when we forget to be mindful of just how much time we are wasting or the amount of time we spend distracting ourselves, then it can be really negative. Um, Escapism isn't always negative until it has us forsaking those things that should be bringing us life, joy, hope, and that sense of control that escapism in general 
and those naps and excessive resting or scrolling can never bring. I think as a culture with social media, technology, and the ability to scroll, we've moved towards indulging empty habits, and we kind of fool ourselves into thinking that because it brings us a fleeting joy or entertainment that we can equate escapism with self-care and positive coping. Uh, When we do things like escape into our nap or our phones or the TV, I think a lot of us aren't always remembering to examine the ramifications of not being present in our own lives. Uh, This is where what I'm going to call unconventional self-care comes in. Because often when we think of self-care, we immediately think of things like taking mental health days, going to the spa, getting a massage, getting our nails done, eating out, and doing things like putting off household chores for the sake of taking a break. And for some people, the type of people that never rest and probably don't get enough sleep and can never sit down or stop working, that might be what it looks like. But then there's people like me and some of you and self-care for me. It looks exactly opposite of taking a nap when I am exhausted or calling into work for a mental health day or putting off the dishes until tomorrow. For me, sometimes going and getting a massage is a waste of time and man, oh man, do I hate to say that. But there are other things in my life that will pay off more as far as bringing real and long-term lasting joy that a nap can never bring. One of my coworkers said to me once, uh, he goes, I wake up in the morning and I'm always tired. And it's what I do despite that, which makes a difference in my life. He was so right. We know we're going to be tired today. We know we're going to be tired tomorrow and the next day. And we know there's going to be a lot going on today, tomorrow, and the next day. But we're biological beings and we're made to conserve energy. And we're actually naturally inclined to work towards and value doing the least amount of work. And that's why many of us are so naturally inclined to coping using escapism. This is just human nature. Conserving and consuming energy is what we've done to survive. But today, in developed areas, we've gotten so efficient at doing so many things that it really doesn't apply as much. The need to consume and conserve energy just doesn't match the energy expenditure that we are outputting. But the funny thing is that we're still tired. We get tired because we're bored or just need a break. So instead of waking up and going for a walk, we sleep in. And we scroll all day until we get tired again from doing absolutely nothing. But guys, what does that that sleep and scrolling bring us? We're going to be tired again tomorrow. But what we won't have done from that wonderful day of doing nothing are the dishes, the laundry. If we want to write a book, haven't started that. Start our podcast that we've been dreaming of, haven't started that. And actually, by putting off those those things that I'm calling unconventional self-care, we're adding to the chaos that has driven us to escape by not reining it in and not giving ourselves a healthy sense of control over our own lives and environment. Please believe me when I say that I understand being tired. I'm someone that struggles with a significant amount of fatigue, both related to chronic migraines, but also inattentive ADHD. Um, I'm always craving the easiest quick hit of something interesting to focus my attention on and learn about. And this is a good thing. I know a lot of useless facts and it usually brings me joy, but it's also not a good thing because for me, although it's coping, it's not self-care. 
It's not the type of self-care that brings me anything but wasted time. It isn't the type of self-care that allows us all to be self-actualized and accomplished individuals or to partake in our own hobbies or even be active participants in our relationships with others. In order to feel better about ourselves and whatever situation we're experiencing, we actually have to physically and mentally participate in remedying that situation. And also, a lot of us need the reminder that participating in that type of coping or self-care that actually helps us, is it's okay if you do it imperfectly. It can be done on a spectrum that fits in with always doing our best while keeping in mind that our best changes from day to day. I mean, are you feeling out of control about something significant in your life? Because if you are, it is causing you stress, even if you can't really pinpoint it. So do something to try to remedy that, even a little thing. If you're concerned about your weight, if you do one thing, like maybe use half the amount of butter on your toast in the morning, that's self-care. You're concerned about wasting time and wanting to spend more meaningful time with family, put your phone down. Stop scrolling. Stop checking social media. Get off YouTube. Concerned about your attendance at work? Go to work. This is self-care. These are all examples of self-care that look nothing like taking a break. And if you're feeling out of control, you know what else? You can do the dishes. Financial concerns? Front load your effort. Take one day. Set up automatic banking for some bills you're routinely forgetting to pay. That's self-care. That is coping. That brings a long-term payoff of peace. And this is the type of coping that reduces stress overall for those of us with fatigue and those of us that are maybe feeling overwhelmed. I don't know. I hope that this podcast today, this episode brings attention to some areas of your life that may actually be sucking the life out of you without you even realizing it and gives you some thoughtful ideas of how to participate in living the life you want by being mindful of how much stress you're under, but also what you've been doing to try and cope with that stress, whether you're doing it on purpose or not. Um, It's my encouragement to you today to be purposeful with your time because our time is precious and valuable. And if you're escaping from your own life on a regular basis, guys, come back and look for the joy because if you search for it actively and you practice this kind of unconventional self-care that I just talked about, I really do believe when it comes to joy, you'll find it. Hope you guys have a nice day.